If you're able to stand, would you please join me as we read, um, as we reference the reading of the Word of God? John chapter 6. We are continuing our series, Persuasive Signs, and we've said this to you before. The first um, three signs, which were the water, water turned into wine, healing of the nobleman's son, healing of the paralytic, those were signs to, to show that salvation, how salvation comes to sinners. And the last four signs, which are feeding the 5,000, we saw last week, and today we're going to see the stilling of the storm and healing of the blind men and raising of Lazarus, which are the last two. So then those are the result of salvation in the life of the believer. So today we're going to talk about the storm. We're going to look at how the storm, and the title of my sermon is simple. Don't be afraid. Don't you dare be afraid. Um, let's read the word of God together. Um, it's going to be on the screen. Would you, I want to hear a voice. I want to hear a voice. Um, begin with verse 16. Let's read it together. When evening came, his disciples went down. By now it was dark and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were all frightened. But he said to them, it is I, don't be afraid. Let's say that again. It is I, don't be afraid. Then, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. The word of God for the people of God. Would you bow and join me in prayer? Gracious God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the fact that your word is already blessed. Father, I have prepared and I have studied, but I need your strength and your help. We know there's no preaching without the Holy Spirit. There's no preaching without praying. So, so the Lord, may the words of my mouth, may this in my heart be acceptable unto your sight. Oh, Lord, my rock, my Savior, my Redeemer. And Father, I pray, if there's somebody who's discouraged this morning, enable them to hear the word of truth so that they will be encouraged. If there's somebody who is not saved, enable them to come to know that Jesus is the author of salvation and he's here to save and he is mighty to save. Be with us this morning and just in my pray. Amen. You may be seated. Don't be afraid. There's an unknown author who, quote, who said this quote and I think it's very relevant for us today. It says this, sometime the Lord calms the storm sometimes he lets the storm rage and calms his child let me say this again so that I can get into your spirit it says this God sometimes he calms the storm and that's where we all want to be for God to calm every storm but sometimes God does not calm the storms but what he does he, he comes his child. And if you are one of God's children today, you may have that experience where you know sometimes there are certain things that takes place where certain news or certain things and God does not take it away. 
I don't know if you just like me, maybe you are a better Christian than I am, maybe you are more super Christian than I am, but there's some things or some sin or some things, you say, God, please, if you would please, just take this away. But sometimes God doesn't take it away. But what God does is that in the midst of what you are going through, he will give you peace. And walk with me, I don't know what it is that that is troubling you this morning. I don't know what it is that's causing you trouble. But we all have many things going on. I mean, right now where we are, some of us who are sitting, we're like, oh my gosh, well, how am I going to pay this bill? Some of you are sitting like, how is this going to work? I don't know what it is that's causing you trouble today, but I'm here to tell you, God has the power to either take away the trouble, or he has the ability to give you peace in the midst of the trouble. And there's a theology out there that says, well, God's going to take it away. Not everything is going to take away. Mm-mm-mm. I know. I can, get no, I can get no help. He won't take away everything. But what he can do and what he will do is that God is able to give you peace in the midst of your trouble. Um, some of you, 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 you've got news of somebody you love or cared about that's sick. And some of you, it's, the, it's that student loan that, that they're about to take off the, 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 the moratorium over and be like, oh, Lord, have mercy. And you're in a 10% inflation, and now Salim is coming. Nelvet is coming. I mean, whatever your provider is, they are coming. And you're like, oh, Lord, have mercy. If, if this government can do anything, all I'm asking for them is to please extend the moratorium. But can I tell you something? The same God who provided for you prior to the moratorium is the same God that's going to provide for you. Every day when you put gas in your car, God, you know, you, instead of complaining, he says, thank you, Lord. You, you, you know, um, you go to Walmart now, two bags is $100. You all know what I'm talking about. Can, can, can I get any witness? I mean, you, 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 you now, you'll be like, oh, Lord, have mercy. My kids start paying attention to know how much we pay. They never did before. They know now it's a bigger amount of money when we go to Walmart or Target or wherever. Target for some of your bougie ones. But, but, but see, the thing about God is this. It's not so much taking away the trouble. It's the fact that God is a God who can give you peace in the midst of the trouble. I know I'm laboring here, but, but something in my spirit is, is telling me to tell you that it maybe I'm telling to myself, like, be still because God can give you peace in the midst of the trouble. We are here in our text and the scene that's before us today is a scene is one of troubled waters. It is a scene where the Lord is coming to his disciple and becoming like a bridge, a bridge over troubled waters. It, it follows the pinnacle of what we saw last week where Jesus fed the 5,000. And we know it must have been 20,000 of people that he fed. And there, and, and the other gospel where, where the, this miracle is, 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 is talked about in three gospels, Mark, Matthew, and John. And the other Gospels, and where God and Jesus is now feeding the 5,000. It's done. We saw that last week. It's done feeding the 5,000. They wanted to make him king. They wanted to, 
and, and what Jesus did, Jesus slipped away from the crowd. Can I tell you something? When God is doing certain things, instead of you about to go and, and jump up and down and tell the whole world, but take some time and pray. Jesus, after feeding the 5,000, Jesus now slipped away from the crowd and went to pray. And he said to the disciples, go, go get on the boat. I'm coming. Just go. Um, can, I, can, I, can I tell you something right here, right now? The disciples did not ask to get on the boat. Jesus told them to get on the boat. Can I mess your theology for a second? Not every time you get into a storm is a result of something that you've done. Let, let me say that in, in English that other folks can understand. Sometimes you get in trouble by simply obeying Christ. Now, now we are accustomed to when we disobey God and we get ourselves in trouble, we know what happened there. But what happened when... Jesus said, do something. It was Jesus that says, no, no, that's not your boot, that's not your bed. Dump him or dump her. It was Jesus that says, change the major. It was Jesus that says, no, no, quit this job and get this other job. Now, what happened when you are in the will of God and do exactly what God says, but yet you find yourself in a hurricane. You're Floridians, you know what I'm talking about. You find yourself in a Category 5 hurricane. The shutters don't work. What happened when you in God's will, when you're doing exactly what God says, but yet you find yourself in the storm of your life? Can I tell you something? Woo! That's in my spirit. Can I tell you something? If you are doing what God says, no matter what happens to you, it is God's problem. Amen. Did you guys hear what I said? If you are doing what God says, no matter what happens to you, God will take care of it. And this is what we find in, 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 in the Sea of Galilee. Jesus told the disciple, go. Jesus says, go. And, and you know, they follow the Lord. They're going. But now, about four miles in, they find themselves in the middle of a hurricane. And, and now... Before you talk about the disciples, these are experienced fishermen. So they are accustomed to being on the sea in bad weather. You, you, you know, when people just move to Florida, um, when there's a little Category 5 hurricane, you can tell when, when, there's, when there's like a, a, a tropical storm coming, new people to Florida, they go to Walmart buy everything. The rest of us Floridians, you just chill. You you, you, you you're in no hurry. But if the people who just came from up north to Florida, they, the tropical storm, they go to the store, buy everything. Publix loves that. But the normal Florida people who've been to a few hurricanes, they're like, eh, nah, let's go to Naples. No big deal. No big deal. You, you, don't, you don't sweat. But here, they are following Jesus. And, 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 and they go over. Now, see, there is no guaranteed when you choose to follow Jesus, trouble won't come your way. Um, 
I know some of the people that you may listen to or some of the thing on, the, on, on YouTube or whatever now since Facebook Live, YouTube, make everybody a preacher. Um, you don't have to sin to find yourself in a storm. As a matter of fact, all you have to do is obey God. You find yourself in a storm. Um, they, 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 they say this, the Christian life, it's you are either getting into a storm or in the middle of a storm or getting out of a storm only to get into a storm. You're going to see in the application of the text why storms are important. Um, but, but see, the, 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 the profound message that we find in the text is that Jesus is sovereign over the storm of our lives. This is how I put in parenthesis. In other words, Jesus has the power, wisdom, and authority over the storm of our lives. You, you see, see, you've been in church for too long. That means nothing to you. Uh, um, when disasters, difficulties, and rejection, and affliction, and troubles threaten or overwhelms us, we have a God. We serve a God who can say, peace be still. Um, Y'all been in church way too long. What I'm saying makes no sense to you because you're too used to it. When you ever face trouble, when you ever face things that you know you're doing God's will, you know you're doing exactly what he says to you, what he says for you to do, and then you find yourself in the storm of your life, when the anxiety becomes so high that you can't even breathe, when, 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 when it seems at times that, oh my gosh, if I take another breath, I'm about to. And God has a way of coming to you and says, because I got the power, because I got the wisdom, because I got the authority, God has a way of coming and says, Chill, my daughter. Chill, my son. I got this because I got you. So, we don't have to be afraid. And I want you to, 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 to follow with me three things as to why you don't have to be afraid. Number one, we don't have to be afraid because Jesus has power over our difficulties. Jesus has power over our difficulties. Um, verse 16 to 18 says this. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake. The other text tells you that Jesus told them to go. Where they got into a boat and set off across for the, uh, the lake for Capernaum. By now, it was dark. See, when Jesus tells you to do something, it doesn't matter the time. I know some of you will say, well, I, I still got time. No, 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 no. Jesus tells you to do something. Every, whatever, whenever he tells you to do something, that takes precedence over everything else you do. So he says, it was dark, and Jesus has not yet joined them. Can I tell you how I feel right then and there? If he tells you to go, Therefore, it's coming. You miss that. If it says, go, even if it's not there, it's coming. Um, I, I said this to you before, and some of you can identify. 
Anybody that your parents left you in Haiti and they came here and they left you as a baby. Anybody, anybody want to talk about? They left you as a baby. So for those of us, for those of you who were not born in America, they left you in Haiti and they took the boat. But, but they said, I'm coming back for you. They say, I'm coming back. They say that I'm coming back. And you know that they come to America, whether it take five years or ten years, they're going to get some, some time. You know they're coming back for you. And you know, for, for, the, for those of you who've experienced this, you know they're going to call you in the embassy, the, the physical, and all the papers and all that stuff. But you know they're coming. You talk to them over the phone. You can't see them. They can't see you. That's before FaceTime and all that stuff, right? But you, you, you hear the voice, I'm coming Worry not my child, fret not my son, I'm coming. And you know, look, look you, 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 you in Haiti chilling, but you have a hope. You have a hope. Because you know daddy or mommy is coming for you. Ah, if your mommy and daddy, who may come here illegally, and they're going to work and wait till they get proper paper, and they made a promise, and they're going to come back. And they respect the promise. Some of you, you know, 10, 15, 12 years. But they respect the promise. If they can do that. How about my God? If he tells me to go, I'm going to go simply because he said so. And I can trust that he's going to join me. It's in the text. A strong wind was blowing. I, I hope, and it is my prayer, that... You don't think because you said, I'm giving my life to Christ, storms won't come your way. I hope and I pray that you've been here long enough to hear our preaching and, and, and partake in our teaching to know that just because you said, I gave my life to Christ, doesn't mean that everything you do is going to turn into gold. Just because you say, I give my life to Christ, doesn't mean that Difficulties will not come your way. Difficulties come in every way. He, um, obedience to Christ. Y'all hear me? Obedience to Christ often follows by difficulties. But let me say that. Let me say that again. When you choose to obey Christ, you, you're going to have difficulties. I'm going somewhere here. But one thing that I want you to realize is this. Jesus went up to the mountain. Who I feel like preaching. Jesus went up to the mountain. Jesus told them to go in the boat. Um, while they're in the boat, they feel like they are dying. But what is Jesus doing up there? He's praying. In other words, while you are going through the storm of your life, Jesus is praying for you. Somebody is praying for you. The, the, the old sisters who say that, my grandma prayed for me. My grandpa prayed for me. But can I tell you something? Your grandma may fall asleep. Your grandpa may fall asleep. But the one who told you to go, he is praying for you. And he never sleeps or slumber. Sometimes when we are in the place of danger, and we feel that God is not there, but he is praying for you. And, and watch, watch this. Watch this. The disciples find themselves in the biggest trouble. 
But Jesus told them to go. He's on top of the mountain. While you down low, he is on high watching you. He is watching your every move. He is praying for every cares that you have of this life. He is seeing what you are going through. And because when you make the decision to follow him, that doesn't mean that things are going to be easy for you. When you said, I won't give it up until I get married, that means that boy or that girl may dump you. I remember Tim Tebow was dumped by one, of, one, one Miss America because Tim Tebow decided that he was not going to fornicate. And people make fun of Tim, Tim Tebow for that. See, when you take a moral stand for what God says, you will be ridiculed. You will find yourself in difficulties. You may even be lonely and alone because following God is not a popular thing, especially in today's, in today's age. Decide to live a godly life and the result may be that the boyfriend that you've been with for five years dumped you. The girlfriend that you told we were going to get married to dumped you. Your family may even turn against you. You know, some family function, you no longer get an invitation. Because you now choose to follow Jesus. You go to school and share the gospel. All of a sudden now, at lunch table, you're by yourself. No one wants to sit with you. Choosing to obey God brings difficulties. But we have a God that praying, that's praying, who's praying for us. Jesus was teaching his disciples to trust that he has the power over the storms of their lives. He was preparing them for the day that when he would ascend and not, and to, not to a mountain to pray, but back to the Father side in heaven. He was preparing them for the day that when they would see him no more, they would have to face the difficulties of life by faith. When things are tough, all you got to cling on to is God's word. Because he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The ancient scene of the lake is a byproduct of the Christian life today. Our life, our Lord, has not ascended to a mountain, but he ascended to the heights of the heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. He has been there for 2,000 years. He is hidden from our sight. Meanwhile, we are struggling here on earth. And the storm of life seems to come in every kind of way. Uh, we face the wave after wave of difficulties. But the lesson of this passage is the same. As we look up in Psalm 121, it says, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. So when you know you are facing difficulties, you can have peace. Because Jesus has power over your difficulties. Not only that, not only that, the reason you're not to be afraid, number two, is this. Jesus has the wisdom 
over our deliverance. He has the wisdom. Watch verse um, 19 and 20, and I'm almost done. So when they had rode about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near the boat, and they were afraid. But Jesus said, it is I. Don't be afraid. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me put it to you. Let me read it to you the way I put it in the text. Jesus possesses the means for our deliverance. He also knows the time of our deliverance. And all he has to say is just a word. Y'all missed that. They are coming. They saw Jesus coming, walking on water. That's unusual. People don't walk on water. And they were afraid. But Jesus said to them, it's me. Don't be afraid. So here, there, Jesus is walking over the very thing that's troubling them. The very thing that comes to take their life. Jesus decided to walk on it. Can I tell you something? The very thing that seems to engulf you, the very thing that's come to swallow you up, Jesus has the power to walk all over it. Because he walked over it, you can walk over it too. Oh, I feel like preaching like a Pentecostal preacher right now. Ooh, look, look, whatever it is, you can walk over it. Walk over it. Because Jesus walked over it. Jesus says to them, don't be afraid. You see the, can, 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 you, can you see the picture with me? Can you see the scene? Jesus is, the, 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 the water is trouble. But Jesus decided to walk over the water. You know, Jesus could have just popped up in the boat. Nah. He decided, he decided, he walks on water. That's the miracle. But, but, but see, it's a, there's a miracle beneath the miracle. The, the miracle is that Jesus walks on water. Yes, he did. But the lesson for you and I is this. Jesus walks over the very thing that causes them trouble. What's causing you trouble today? Jesus can walk or has walked over it. And he's saying, it is I. Don't be afraid. Can you hear Jesus saying this to you? It is I. Don't be afraid. Because Jesus, he, he possesses the means. He knows when. And all he's got to say, just say the word. The, the old song says, he may not come when you want him. But he's always on time. He may not come when you want him. But he's always on time. Anybody ever experienced God being on time? Anybody experienced that in the midst of what you are facing and the difficulty that you're going through? And when you need the deliverance and Jesus just showed up exactly when you need him to show up. Not when you want him to. But he shows up exactly when you, when you need him to. Because my God... Jesus knows when you're about to drown. Jesus knows when you're about to give up. Jesus knows when he knows your limit. But all you got to do is hang on. If you hang on, hang on. When you're about to, when you're about to give up, he's going to hold you. 
In the book of Isaiah, it says this, I will hold you by the power of my right hand, my righteous right hand. Aren't you glad that the, it is Jesus' right hand? My son's being a witness. Amen. It is, it is Jesus' by the power of his right hand. That's what holds you. That is what upholding you. So then, when I'm in trouble, when the storm comes, and now you have to look up. Did I get myself there? Or is it something for me to grow? If it's for me to grow, he's going to come. He's coming. Yo, 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 don't watch movies anymore like, like we used to, but, but, but see, Superman, Superman, there's something about Superman, right? Superman's my favorite superhero. I, I don't know about y'all, all the other ones, but, but Superman is the man. I mean, there's nobody like Superman. If I didn't know what I'm talking about. You know, Clark Kent is a normal guy. Clark Kent wears glasses. He's a reporter. He wears normal suit. But, but see, y'all don't know this anymore. But see, what happened is when there's trouble, um, Clark Kent can't do much. Clark Kent must get into a phone booth. And then when he gets in the phone booth, y'all don't even know what phone booth is anymore. When he gets in the phone booth, something happened. It switched. Uniform. He went from a suit to Superman. And then there, no matter the, the trouble that comes, Superman is able to go and, and hold the, 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 the troubles, whether it be by human man or from outer space. He knows how to stop it. And, and, but, but, but see, with Superman, you know, Superman cannot do everything at all times. But whenever Lois is in trouble, it seems that whenever Lois is in trouble, because Lois is Superman's favorite. I'm going somewhere with this. Lois is Superman's favorite. Whenever Lois is in trouble, Superman knows there's something about Lois's voice when she cried for help or when she's something. Superman knows there's something about Lois's voice that connects to Superman's spirit. So whenever Lois is in trouble and he, she would say something because Lois likes to be nosy, trying to get in people's business. And whenever Lois gets in trouble, somehow, some way, she knows when she says something, when she send a, 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 a alert or, or, or I need something like SOS, as they would say, but, but, but but see, somehow, some way, Superman, I don't know how, but Superman knows Lois is in trouble. And he will just go, and Lois is never really in deep trouble because Superman is always there to get Lois out of trouble. Can I tell you something? We have a God who, and a deeper, higher level that's bigger and better than Superman. That and, and to him, we are more precious than Lois was to Superman because we are God's very favorite. Because we met in his image. We have his life inside of us. So when we are in trouble, God knows when to come to deliver us. I'm done. Um, not only... Jesus has the power over our difficulties. He has the wisdom for our deliverance. But he has authority over our destination. Um, if you have your Bible open, look at verse 21. Verse 21. Verse 21 says, what is your truth? It says, then they're willing to receive him into the boat. And what, 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 what's, what's that word? What's, what, what? Immediately. <laughs> Immediately what happened? 
The boat reached the shore. Um, Y'all missed that. Um, all biblical scholars believe there, that's another miracle. You guys don't, remember, there were already four miles in the sea. Four miles, that's a quite a distance. But because Jesus walked over the trouble, that's one. Are, are you guys with me? Yes. I, I want you to be awake. Because Jesus walked over the trouble, and they received Jesus into the boat, and it says this, immediately, they got to the destination. Okay, one, two. Let me say that. Let me say it again. Um, Jesus walked over what was troubling them. And it says, don't be afraid. It's me. I got you. And then, Jesus got on the boat. They, they were willing to take him into the boat. The, the other translation says, uh, um, they thought Jesus was a ghost. But, but see, when he spoke, they know his voice. And it was dark. They were willing to take him in without necessarily seeing his face. So they took him in and immediately they went from trouble to safety. Because Jesus was the one who told them, let's go. So then when trouble comes, Jesus not only absorbed the trouble, but Jesus got him to the destination just like that. What is it in your life that you need immediately for? Well, what, what is it in your life that you need Jesus to immediately is it the sickness that your parents are facing? Is it the debt that you have? Is it the loneliness? Is, 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 is it the, 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 the challenges of this world? But can I tell you something? If you are in trouble, if you are in a storm, not only Jesus can walk over the storm, but Jesus has the authority to get you to where he told you to go. Some of you are thinking about quitting. Don't quit. Jesus can absorb the storm, but he's also able to miraculously get you to your destination. And some of you can testify how you graduated. It was a miracle. How you made it through it was a miracle. And some of you can even say, how you got this job that you got right now, it's a miracle. Because Jesus knows how to walk over your trouble and how to immediately get to your destination. You say, Pastor Perry, time is up. I know, my time is up. Um, so then, if I don't have to be afraid because Jesus has power over our difficulties, wisdom over our deliverance, authority of our destination, then what must I do? I got to trust him through the storm. I got to trust him through the storm. And, and so, so, so when I trust him, what happened? When I trust Jesus through the storm, I have no fear. As a result, now, the storm is going to help my faith to grow. 
Every test you go through, every storm you go through, is to take your faith from kindergarten to first grade. From first grade to second grade. From second grade to third grade. From third grade to fourth grade. Some of us repeat some grades. But, but see, Jesus is about growth. The same faith you had 10 years ago is growing. That's why we both say, I want to go back to how it used to be. Then I, 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 Because when you started, you were a baby. But now you have some experience with Jesus. Your faith has grown. That, that's why somebody can come to you and say, Jesus don't exist. You'll be like, well, that's what you said. But I know. I know that I know that I know that I know. You can say whatever you want. But from where he has taken me from to where I'm at today, I know. So has your faith grown as a result of going through the storms? But, but see, the storms, and, and, and we cannot escape the storms. Because the storms help us experience the presence and the power of God. Um, one of these days, we're going to have a testimony night. And I'm not talking about the testimony, the same rah, rah, rah. No, no, no. I'm talking about some living testimony. One of those, one, one of those night, night of worship going to be a testimonial night. For where somebody going to stand up here, get the mic, and say, this is where I was. This is when Jesus stepped in. And this is what happened. See, some of y'all, y'all too cute with your testimony. You filter your testimony. And so, so, so therefore, even, even because you filter so much, people cannot experience, people cannot see your experience in the, the presence, the power of God. Because, see, 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 some of y'all now, you're afraid to tell where God took you from. But see, in the storm, in the middle of the storm, See, I told you, I was not born a pastor. And for sure, even when I got saved, I did not behave like somebody would have called on my life. But I know, I know, when you are the lowest, even when you put yourself there, but we have a God who still come down to the pit. And he picks you up. And one thing I love about God, when he picks you up, and when he puts you in your destination, and then people look at you now and say, how did you get there? It's not me. So am I VVF where? Oh, I feel like, oh, because the next I said, no. So am I VVF where? So God's body is somewhere. So God, I'm God, I'm going to go. Oh, see, y'all too bougie now. Y'all too new school. Y'all don't know what to talk about. So am I VVF where? So God's body is somewhere. So God, God, get caught. Oh, I forgot. Y'all not, y'all not. Y'all not Haitian. There are places where you find yourself. You're like, how did I get here? It's not because of, it's the grace of God. See, in the storm, you get to experience God's grace. Ah. See, 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 I'm a Haitian to the core. I'm a Haitian, Haitian. So am I vive. Tout, 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 tout,
I know I'm over time. Um, about four years ago, my father-in-law had a heart attack. And two weeks later, um, about a month later, my brother-in-law had a brain aneurysm that they caught right before that. And between my father-in-law's heart attack and my brother-in-law's aneurysm, I'm driving to go pick up my kids from school. A normal routine route. I'm driving to go get them from school and I'm making this normal left turn. This girl got outside the gas station and she hit me right. Car was total loss. Nothing happened to me. Nothing happened to me. But, but see, the miracle is this. Had the kids been in the car, the car is total. But, but see, God knows how to deliver you from trouble. My father-in-law is still alive. My brother-in-law is still here. And I'm still here to tell the story. So then, in the midst of the storm, that month, that season was a storm over our family. But see, God walked over the storm. The storm came to, to kill. But God walked over the storm. Gamunio dit comme ça, je ne mourrai pas. Je vivrai et je raconterai les œuvres de l'Éternel. I will not die. I will live. I will live to tell the goodness of God. Because when you experience the presence of his power, you get to live. I'm done. You know why? You know what storm does for us? It says this, God never fails. Has he ever failed you yet? Has he ever failed you? Anybody, anybody, who, anybody want to take God to court and say, God, you failed me? He's never failed me yet. There's a good old song I, I used to sing when I was in Pittsburgh and the church that I used to, to pastor in Pittsburgh. It says, we've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in every, his every word. He never failed me yet. Oh, 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 don't turn around. He never failed me yet. Ah, you see, y'all don't know the hymns. Nous là jusqu'à présent par la foi. Nous faisons toute parole pour Dieu confiance. Pas vivre donc il est bon Dieu. Parce que bon Dieu pour jamais perdu. Et le peuple jamais perdu. Et vous restez que vous avez rien de mal. Is there somebody who says, Pastor, I'm in the middle of a storm. I'm in the middle of a storm. I'm about to quit. This word was an untimed word for me right now. I need your prayer. I need prayer. If that's you, would you please stand wherever you are? I want to pray for you. you Say, I'm in the middle of a storm. I don't want to, I, 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 I need strength. I, I needed to be reminded that God can walk over the troubles. And he has the authority to get me in my destination. Is, is there anybody else before I pray? Is there some of you that says, I don't know this God. 
I haven't experienced his power or his wisdom or his authority. And I would give my life to Christ. I would give my life to Christ. If that's you, would you raise your hand wherever you are? I promise you, after service, we'll talk with you, we'll pray for you. All right, everybody here is safe. Praise God. Let me pray for, for our brave sister who said, in the middle of the storm, she wants to lean on God. Father God, we thank you. We bless you for being in charge, for being in control. Lord, I want to lift my sister before you. In the middle of this storm, she needs you. Father, though the storm is there to grow her faith, for her to experience your presence and the power and your power. But Lord, she needed to be, she needs to be reminded that you will never fail. You will never leave her nor forsake. Lord, would you strengthen her? Would you strengthen her faith so that she would take those words of yours? It is I. Don't be afraid. Oh Lord, may that be for the rest of us. No matter where we find ourselves, for us to know that it is you, let us not be afraid because our lives are in your hand. Do this for us, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, would you put that together? Bless God.